This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer and I am back with another Friday solo episode because we got to talk about Southern Charm. I was off last week on Friday and I just watched the episode from last week a couple days ago and this season I'm really into it. I don't know what it is, but I could watch Catherine sit down at a table and order a tequila chilled with a pineapple back, and then also a bourbon and Coke, and then can we do like a bottle of rosé? I could watch her order three drinks at once until the end of time. I don't know. It's it's just something about it. But we have a brand new episode to talk about. I have taken, I have taken the time out of my busy schedule of listening to Beyonce's new album to watch Southern Charm, and it's another spicy episode. Also, okay, uh, my other note from last week's episode that I that I feel like I want to address. Did we know that Madison's new man, new fiance is Mormon? Did we know that? And he lives in California. Neither of these things are I don't have an issue with either of them. They're just pieces of information that feel relevant, particularly the fact that he lives in California. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, long distance, of course, is tricky. It can work out fantastically well for some people. And for others, you know, you crash and burn. But I don't really get the rush for the engagement when you're living on a different coast 3,000 miles away from this man. That makes a little more sense why he's not really around on the show. I know he doesn't really want to. But like, Have any of these people met him? Has he spent any significant amount of time in Charleston? What's happening with her kid when she's in California? I'm not saying that I don't support it. I just have questions. And this is making me wish even more that Madison was full-time this season because I have all these questions and nobody's really going to make her answer them. We're getting bits and pieces here and there. She's getting in there and, and being messy when it's appropriate, which I fully condone and appreciate, but we're not really, she doesn't need to propel her own storyline. And I just feel like there's enough going on that I wish I was seeing more, but okay, let's get into this episode. I can think more about my questions about Madison's relationship on my own time. And I'm sure I will. The boys at the beginning of this episode are still in Charlotte. We get a flashback to Shep taking shots with like three different women from the night before. And then, of course, he's, you know, calling Taylor and making a joke that they were with girls. But obviously, I'm kidding. But actually, you're not. When Shep and Taylor, when the news broke that they broke up last week, I think it was, it wasn't that I was shocked. Certainly, I wasn't shocked. But I did, I had that little twinge of like, 
I thought maybe it would be different. You know, I thought maybe Shep was going to come to a place where he was somewhat ready or had a change of heart about settling down or starting a family or one of those things, but obviously not shocked. But then these last couple episodes watching Southern Charm, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not happening. He doesn't really seem to be making any effort to want it to happen or to think about it in a deep way. I mean, he really seems to already be kind of checked out of the idea that Taylor wants more from their relationship. And that's, again, like I've said in the past, he can do whatever he wants to do. I'm not saying anybody should should want to get married or should need to have a baby, but, you know, it's looking more and more like Taylor isn't ever going to get what she wants. And so knowing now that they broke up, I'm like, good for her. Cause you know, life is short. You gotta, you gotta find somebody who can give you what you need. And hearing last week, Craig and Austin talk about how there's all this shady shit that Taylor doesn't even know about. And then she's at Olivia's house being like, this is the last chance. You know, if I hear anything ever again, it's automatically over. I'm like, I don't know what exactly led to the breakup now, but sounds like it needed to happen sooner or later. And I feel like everybody's probably better for it. (sighs) Speaking of Olivia, Vanita, Vanita and Olivia are in a weird place. Vanita calls Olivia toward the beginning of this episode with a little bit of an olive branch to extend, you know, after their weirdness last time and Olivia throwing out the word, the term cancel culture in a way that made absolutely no sense. Vanita is the bigger person as she seems to often be. And she calls Olivia and says they should do a happy hour or something to make up. And Olivia's like, yeah, 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 that sounds good. But just so you know, I'm having this oyster roast party at her parents' house, of course. And I'm not going to invite you because it's at my family's house. I don't want any weirdness, blah, 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 blah. And Vanita's like, okay, what? But then she invited Madison and she's not, it's, it's weird. The thing with stuff like this is it's like, I don't think there is anything that strange about Olivia not inviting Vanita. Just if that was all it was, and it was just Olivia didn't invite Vanita. Okay, clearly they haven't gotten along super well, whatever. I think, you know, given Vanita is extending an olive branch and wanting to work things out, I think maybe a courtesy invite would have been nice. But the problem really arises when we get the added context later in the episode. Because, of course, Olivia does invite Madison. And regardless of Austin's feelings about that, I don't really give a shit about Austin. But Austin is like, I can't be interested in somebody who's friends with Madison. And Olivia is like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not friends with Madison. But I just thought because I was invited to her birthday party, that I would return the favor and invite her to my party. You know who else's birthday party Olivia was at last week? Ding, 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 ding. Vanita. Look, 
I don't need Vanita and Olivia to be BFFs. I don't need them to even be Fs. It's friends, if if that didn't compute. But I would like for Olivia to think through her actions and words and choices a bit more because it comes off a little bit like for some reason, I won't speculate. I don't think I need to. For some reason, Olivia is more into the idea of building a friendship with Madison and less into the idea of having any kind of positive relationship with Vanita. And, you know, maybe she's just not her cup of tea, but also maybe she is new to this show and it would behoove her to just kind of invite everyone. I don't know. I don't know. Olivia has really... uh She's really gotten, she's like stuck in my teeth these last few weeks. I don't quite know what to do about her or whatever, but, you know, her mom also just, oh God, I can't, I can't deal with her mom. She just, she just bugs me. I don't know. I feel like, because <laughs> that's everyone on this show. Everyone on the show just bugs me. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. But anyway, Olivia's Oyster Party. Everybody's getting ready. John Pringles, you know, like playing with his nipples as he puts on his little sweater. Go back and watch that moment. Somebody somebody DM'd me about that moment. And so I was paying extra close attention when I watched John Pringle. He has a nice body, though. No, no, no. I can't go there. <sighs> Shep and Taylor are wearing matching lemon outfits, which I don't know if that's supposed to be like cute or funny or both, but it's giving me neither. Austin's wearing salmon pants, which to me seems pretty like normal for Charleston, but all the guys are like, <laughs> the pink pants. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Shep is also wearing water shoes we see later in the um, in the party. So that's concerning. But more concerning, of course, is the fact that Catherine and Caleb are newly back together. Like she says, within the last day or two, they have gotten back together. So they're attending the party together. And look, we only saw Catherine and Caleb together for two or three episodes earlier this season. And well, of course, that was not maybe the best time in their relationship. I didn't see much, uh, much that was promising there. And 
when Catherine says why they're back together, it boils down to there aren't that many options in Charleston. So wouldn't being back with Caleb be better than being alone or being with some, you know, unknown third option, which to me seems like pretty shaky grounds for reestablishing a relationship that was clearly toxic, but to each their own. But, you know, the thing is, Caleb doesn't seem that thrilled about being back in the relationship either. He tells Naomi later in the party that he's basically venting about Catherine to Naomi, which, knowing Catherine and Naomi's history, is an extremely odd choice. You know, Catherine doesn't even like to see that Caleb is talking to Naomi. She's nervous instantly. But the thing is, Naomi is not the one she needs to worry about, she needs to worry about Caleb literally over there telling Naomi how he basically can't stand Catherine and she's too much for him and he can't handle what she wants and needs and all of this stuff. (sighs) This is a bizarre conversation. It's super weird. And then what's even weirder and more icky is that Caleb then goes back over to Catherine and is like, Naomi is a see you next Tuesday. I want to say it. I won't. I feel like I shouldn't. Whatever. Fill it in. And he says that Naomi was manipulating him to like talk bad about Catherine or to not want to be with Catherine. And he's like, I'm sorry for saying that word. And Catherine's like, don't be sorry. That's what she is. Which like Catherine Dennis, God damn it. She is such a, such a mess such a nightmare, but I just, I just can't quit her. I just, there's something about her. She gives good, she gives good reality TV villain. And Naomi is immediately just kind of like shitting her pants about this, talking to Leva, because now she has been put in an extremely awkward position because Caleb has unloaded all of this stuff about her relation, his relationship with Catherine. And she's like, am I supposed to let Catherine know all of this stuff that he said to me? And, you know, Leva points out, and I think she is absolutely spot on here, that because of Naomi and Catherine's relationship, if Naomi is the one to bring any of this up, it is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I'm not sure Catherine would want to hear this from anyone, but certainly Naomi is not going to be well-received. And the thing is, I think Catherine would 100% believe Caleb that Naomi manipulated him into saying something, and this would just make her dislike Naomi even more strongly than she already does. Which, let's face it, Naomi isn't, you know, she has no reason to want to, like, mess with Catherine. It's kind of, like, not her concern, except for the fact that they're all getting paid to be on this show together. (sighs) I did really love the confessional moment when Catherine was talking about Naomi. And she says, she says, I have it written down. She says, I, she's happy as a clam bitch, but I did like her hat and her nose looks fine. And she's got a great tan all the time. I love when we can compliment people that we hate. It's a good, it's a good thing. (sighs) The other main conflict at this party, of course, is with Madison being in attendance and Austin being angry that Olivia invited Madison. And I got to say, it's depressing to me that we're back in this place of them not being able to be in the same room together. Like we were doing so well earlier in the season and like, I don't need them to be friends, but (sighs) this does solidify though. I'm glad that 
Austin Olivia aren't really going to be any kind of match. Get her out of there. We don't need Olivia. Maybe we do. I don't know. Do we? Do we need Olivia? That's bleak. (sighs) Anyway, that was another doozy of an episode. Thank you, of course, so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at BravoByBetches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.